one person cannot like decide what the culture is and make it happen on their own. It really has to be like something the group comes to. And I don't mean like you have a meeting, you decide what's our culture going to be, that it doesn't work like that either. But yeah, if, if you are operating in that way and you're modeling it, you're giving people a chance to take part and they're not going to do it themselves. You tried your best, but you're just one person. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design inside projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. I wonder if people can tell our voices apart. Sometimes I think about that, you know, like we've both got our slightly still Kiwi accents. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever listened to the Invisibilia podcast? They had two hosts who were both called Hannah, I think, and they sounded the same. And it was very confusing. Basically, to me, sounded like one person. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we like to introduce ourselves at the start of the show you so never know can, um, yeah identify our voices this is charlie speaking by the way uh okay <laughs> that was an aside in today's episode we're going to talk about fitting in socially in at work like bonding with your workmates building those relationships that then allow you to give critical feedback you know building that trust we had a listener write in with a question. They said that um, they're starting a new job and they'd like to ask us about how we would navigate fitting in socially in a new workplace. They say that ideally I'd like to be on good terms with everyone to the point that we're like able to share about our lives, our families, our pets and things, bantering, banter with the same sense of humor while maintaining professional boundaries to some extent, um, but being able to critique each other's work without taking it personally. They asked, did you have the same struggles? And if so, how did you find a sweet spot between these aspects? Uh, what do you think is the ideal level of like professionalism you have to have mm -hmm. with those you work with? How much should you share and all that? So that's what we'll talk about today. I think it'd be really interesting because obviously Fem is going to be starting a new job soon and I thinking am. about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but first though, Fem, how is life going? How is sabbatical treating you? I'm trying not to be jealous. Sabbatical <laughs> is good. Uh, this it's, it's coming up on like nearly my last week of sabbatical. So soon I will be starting my new job. Uh, for those who missed it, joining a company called Gusto as a design manager. So very, very exciting. Uh, but yes, my last couple of weeks of sabbatical are going well. I'm actually dedicating these last couple of weeks to working on my new course. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about it much on the podcast, um, but if you follow me on Twitter or you're subscribed to my email newsletter, you probably have seen that I'm working on a course all about kind of like the product side of product design. And it's part of this wider kind of course collective called Dive Club, where there's courses that are going to be created by other super cool industry leaders like Joey Banks, Dan Petty, Bonnie Kate Wolf. So I'm really, really flattered to be a part of this little group. And yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to get heads down stuck into building my course. So it's, it's a lot of fun. That is very exciting. I don't think we've talked about that on the podcast yet because I think you're... You were only recently, fairly recently announced yes, as um, that's true. one of the course, course leaders. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. yeah, very exciting. Yes. There's a, like a waiting list for it, right? That people can sign up there for. There is, yes. So if that's a topic that sounds interesting to you, uh, we'll make sure there's a link to the waiting list in the podcast show notes. You can go and sign up and you'll hear when it's, it's ready and when you can go and take the course. There we go. Sounds good. How about you? How, how's things going with you? 
how's things going not on sabbatical um, <laughs> yeah well, what is not working as, life like <laughs> oh yeah not as fun as the the time you're having right now fam but um no, things are going all right I would say the inside marketing design is trucking along I don't know this season's been interesting because of all the layoffs happening in the tech industry at the moment like um pitch did layoffs just mm, before I, I launched the season and the first episode was featuring pitch mm. um next week's episode at the time of recording this it features sketch which is a really great interview i'm really excited about it but they just did layoffs they did so I'm like, very oh unfortunate no, is my podcast bad luck um i don't know <laughs> so uh, yeah it's it's feeling like a weird time to be working on a project like that um you know, one where the interviews are recorded so far in advance um, and then obviously things change at the company by the time they're launched. Um, so yeah, just navigating that a little bit, but still still trucking along with the season and um, still really proud of, of what I'm producing. Well, either way, I'm still really looking forward to the upcoming episodes and I'm sure there's still a lot of value in those episodes that others can learn from and take to their companies. So yeah, pretty awesome. How, how many episodes are left? When, when will the season be done? Uh, it's going to go right into like into the first week of December, I think. I'm trying to like do in my head, when does this episode come out? How many episodes of Inside Marketing Designer out by that time? Yeah. Um, probably will be about halfway through by the time this episode okay, goes okay. live. So still yeah. more to come. Yeah. And if you want a recommendation, anyone listening, the Zapier episode is my favorite. Oh, spicy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep that in mind. We'll keep that in mind. Yep. Uh, okay. Let's, let's jump into, into the topic. Let's do it. Yes, yes. So fitting in socially in the workplace. I guess let's start with, has this ever been something that you've thought about, that you've struggled with, that's been on your mind? Like how important is this to you? Um, maybe reflecting also your time as an IC versus now a manager. Like does does mm. that role place a different importance on this topic for you or what's kind of been your experience? Yeah, this is definitely something that I worry about. Um I haven't started a new job for a while. I've been at ConvertKit for nearly six years, but I can remember like very clearly the like fear of showing up for my first day at a new company and having to like mm -hmm. start fresh with building those relationships. Um, I'm an introvert and I'm an introvert who really enjoys talking to people, but I am just not about the like surface level I just find it so boring and I'm just like can we just cut to the part where we know each other well <laughs> and we can just like say anything we want to each other um so I do find it really hard that those initial phases of you know building relationships and getting to know people and it definitely takes a while I feel before I feel like I can truly be myself um you know within a team so to this listener I feel you. You are not mm. alone in worrying about this is what I'll say. What about you, Fem? Let's start there. Like initial thoughts on if this is something you've struggled with. This is something that is definitely important to me uh, mm -hmm. as someone who is probably leans more on the extroverted side and like I want to make my work as like fun as possible and I love talking to people and hanging out with people and connecting. Like this is something that I, you know, get fulfillment out of and for me makes my job more fun and more enjoyable when I'm like working with my friends. So definitely is something that is important to me. At a like kind of quick reflection, I do feel like I was more easily able to achieve this in a non-remote working environment versus mm. in a remote mm -hmm. working environment. I have found it more challenging. I find it really difficult in the remote sense where I... I think you have to put in a little bit more extra effort into something like this when you're not sort of sitting next to each other, you're not in an office, there's not as many of those like 
hallway bump-ins or serendipitous moments. Let's go grab a, a coffee or something from the kitchenette. Uh, so yeah, something that I have too struggled with, even as an extrovert, um, because of the environment that I've been in. Interesting. Okay, so a few things came to mind as you were saying that then, is that ConvertKit is the first and only remote job I've been in. Um, but it's also the job that I feel like I got to this point where you're like friends with your teammates and you can be yourself much faster than I have at any other company. Um, and this is like a remote company, right? So that's interesting. But then I remembered that I think it was only about a month after I joined that I got to attend my first ConvertKit team retreat, which ah. is when we all got together in Oceanside. Um, there had been a great like groundwork laid over Zoom before that retreat where I got to see the like level of depth that conversations would go to at ConvertKit. We're a very in touch with our emotions company. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at ConvertKit. Like, um, you know, it's not surprising for people to cry on the team retreat. I have been that person many times, <laughs> you know, just at the level that we get to, which is like I was saying before, that's my thing, right? Like that yeah. is the level that I want to be connecting with people yeah. on is, is going deep. Um, so I got to see that modeled by other people on the team, which then made me feel like, oh, I have permission to be vulnerable here and know right. that it won't be judged. And I can like dip my toes in the vulnerability pool, uh, you know, <laughs> Shit a and then at the, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the team retreat, um, I definitely, you know, definitely got that, um, in particular. So that was really special. And that's definitely something that I've been thinking about as a manager now, because you asked about this too, Yeah. of what can I do to model the like level of connection that we have as a team and to help other people on the team build that too. But um, yeah, I'll stop there for now. That it's, it's been interesting that in a remote environment has been the easiest that I've actually found this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like when I, you know, when the pandemic happened, we all started working remotely. It definitely helped that I had spent time with my colleagues in an office before yeah. that. Uh, so that made it a bit easier. Uh, but even like kind of um, sort of around that period too, like when I was at Uber, we got to do a lot of travel. So I got to mm. go and hang out with my teammates in New York or San Francisco. And like that helped solidify and build those relationships, like regardless of the pandemic, like naturally you know, we're only conversing online or through meetings because we're in different locations. And so it always helped being able to go and spend time together in person. Uh, and that way, like that kind of helped the relationship a little bit when we both went home and we were sort of working more sort of remotely online together. So I really appreciate those opportunities to connect in person. Um, sounds like you maybe do too with the retreats. That makes a yeah. huge difference. Um, I think something I've struggled with is like, I, because I am the extrovert, I feel like sometimes people look to me or rely on me to create the space or like mm. to bring up the, the banter topics. Um, and so I sometimes struggle with that because I don't want to always be the person doing that, you know, yeah. and sometimes it's nice if someone else would start an off topic conversation or I've definitely been in situations. I feel like, well, simple for me was a lot like this where like all the conversations in Slack were work related. Like there was rarely any non-work related conversations and for me in order to connect with someone we need to talk about something other than work like if it's just work that you're that's all you're talking about I do find it difficult to get to that deeper level and talk about personal things or off topic out of work kind of things which is the level that I want to get to 
So yeah, trying to create that space in that environment for me was was challenging. Yeah, there's something in what you were saying about how you traveled with your workmates um, that I think getting out of the work environment, so whether that's the office or whether that's like Slack, the Zoom call, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's something special about that that can help you build those relationships. I'm thinking back to my office days and that... Um, I managed to build relationships with my teammates through, okay, let's leave the office and go to a coffee shop and let's get a coffee together instead of just getting one from the machine in the office itself. Um, I went to a conference with some workmates once. So we all got to like hang out together in a work related environment, but you know, it was, it felt more social. It was at a different time of day. We weren't now at our desks um, (laughs) in that like role that work puts us in. I think that breaking free from that can really help. So maybe, um, a piece of advice for this listener is maybe to try and solicit some of that, like ask a workmate if they want to catch up for coffee or um, if it's in a remote environment, it's harder to do, obviously, if you can't meet in person, but to just get on a call specifically to get to know each other and have that in the, the like title. I do this with a lot of folks who join ConvertKit is like, we're just going to chat. I want to get to know what mm-hmm, makes mm-hmm. you tick. What do you enjoy doing? Do you have a family? What's your favorite pet? You know, yep. <laughs> talk about all those sorts of things. Um, just to try and, yeah, try and create that environment in a place that it is honestly really hard to do in, in a remote environment. A few things that I've seen in the past that come to mind. Uh, one is like uh, when you're when you're onboarding. So somebody new to the company. Um, when I was at Well Simple, actually, we had this uh, meet me fig jam. Uh, and every new person would fill that out. There was a template and you could, um, there was prompts and questions and, you know, people would add photos of their pets or like their hobbies or talk a bit about their like journey into design. And so it was a nice way to like get to know new people joining the team. And sometimes you'd see like, oh my gosh, they really like this TV show I like, like let's connect over that. So that was like kind of mm. nice, nice prompts. Something else I've seen is like these uh, like prompt kind of slack bots so we used to have I think like every Monday it was like oh share a photo of something fun you did in the weekend or um, you know something like that I think is also kind of fun because it fosters like talking about things outside of work and what you did in the weekend Um, and then I've also uh, been part of like these sort of like fast lightning round kind of presentations where it's like it's just purely for fun on a Friday afternoon. You have a random topic. You got like two minutes to create a presentation about it. Like, and you just kind of go like lightning round. Um, and it's just like fostering conversation around like something else like outside of work. And I think those kinds of moments like allow you to create those memories or start those bonds or like start those conversations about things that enable, I think, a deeper connection between people. Totally. And on the surface, when you think about it, those things can maybe feel like they would be contrived, you know, that you're trying to like like force bonding (laughs) or like, you know, um, icebreakers and things like that. But they truly do work. Mm -hmm, And I think mm -hmm. that they work as a slow burn. Mm -hmm. Like you can't expect to share one photo of your weekend and be like, boom, there we go. Now we're all friends. Everyone knows each other now. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's a... Over time, you get to know things, you know, about people. And as people drop into threads, I'm thinking about um, just today in we have a music channel at ConvertKit. So maybe that's another thing, too, is like having channels at, in your work environment that aren't um, specifically about work. Yeah. And a few of us had been 
freaking out about Blink-182 getting back together and doing a tour and we're all talking about what tickets we're buying to watch shows. <laughs> By the way, I'm going in New of Zealand in February 2024. Um, yeah. <laughs> of course. But, you know, that's that's fun too. And I feel like I got to know one of our PMs a little better through that thread because I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know that he liked this type of music and I love this type of music too. That's like another yeah. know, point of connection with us. Those little moments really do add up over time. Um so you've kind of got to have some patience with it, especially in a remote environment, I think, for building these relationships. Yeah. Maybe, maybe let's go into like, why is this important? Like for Ooh, you, like yep. yeah. What, why is this worth investing time into or focusing on? What's the importance of this? Okay. A few things come to mind. Number one, I think is the obvious, like I said at the start, that when you have a basis of trust, you can help each other grow by providing critical feedback easier. It comes from a place of, you know, personal care rather than it feeling like, well, this person doesn't know me. They're just attacking me. Um, I think that some building a relationship is important for an environment where good feedback can be given. Um, the more like selfish answer, I guess, is <laughs> that I want to enjoy my work. Yeah. We spend so much of our time at work and it's just exhausting to have to be anyone but yourself for that time right. while you're at work. Right. Like I want to be able to show up as me. I want to have fun, you know, when <laughs> when possible. Some things about work are not fun always, but I want it to be an enjoyable environment to like work with people who um, I get along with. And that's why it's really important to invest time into building relationships and have it not just be all about the work for me. Cause then I don't think I'd enjoy my job as much yeah I agree with all of those points I think building that trust and also maybe this is like a bit of an overused buzzword these days but like the psychological safety on the team as well like when it gets time to having those really difficult conversations or like there's some you know struggle that the team is going through having this foundation of you know feeling like we're all we all trust each other and and we all sort of are connected in some way does make that easier to navigate uh, it definitely has for me in the past. Um, something I've always appreciated is uh, private like channels with my colleagues without the managers in it. Mm. Uh, and like that is for us always like a safe space. Um, and like I really appreciate being able to have conversations there uh, with trusted colleagues and that allows us to connect better as well. Um, so yeah, I think that trust goes a really, really long way and is going to come in handy in future situations for sure. Yep. Okay. Something you just said in there makes me want to talk about the difference that I feel in this as a manager compared to mm-hmm, when I see, because mm-hmm. um, first of all, I was like, Oh, I wonder if my team has a channel without me. They might. <laughs> like you will never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I won't. We have a personal channel that's like private to just our team that we often use to talk about like, you know, that's when yes. life is hard, when things are going on. Yeah, um, We like to talk about it just in that little group because it does feel safer, like you said. Um, I think this is something that I am really going to struggle with at the next in-person ConvertKit retreat I go to because mm. I feel like I've slightly struggled with it um, just even, you know, being remote online since I became a manager feeling like, okay, how should I change how I show up? Mm now that I'm like have this responsibility that I need my team to feel supported and feel like see me as their leader. Um, You know, maybe I can't 
let's say air as many grievances as right. I might have as an IC because that would make my team feel like less confident in what we're doing and right. I need to like I need to give them that confidence um I've been struggling to find where that line is like where's the balance mm. between still showing up as me and um especially because I I got feedback early on from my team that they wanted to know what was going on with me more and they ah, like didn't want me to have to hide it yeah um so yeah I've been I've been struggling with that balance of like yeah how much do I show up versus yeah um you know being the professional manager and like the one keeping the shit together <laughs> yes there is a really hard line to walk I, I mean I can't speak for your team but I personally have really appreciated it when my manager is like really honest and and you know mm -hmm. almost to the like I'd prefer them to overshare than undershare I think um and so I've had managers who have broken that wall with me and been like look off the record or like look personally or mm, look mm -hmm. like outside of being your manager like this is what I think and like sometimes it can be a really harsh truth or a harsh reality and often those moments actually connect us better because then I'm relieved I'm like oh we are on the same page or like you yeah. know oh you you are feeling the struggle too it's not just me uh so that that brings us closer together but I can also empathize and understand that like when do you make that decision to like to mm -hmm. do that or when when is it better to like be the manager and um, suck it up a little bit uh, very very challenging yeah and I feel like it was maybe um, it's maybe that now I'm two years into this role getting much more confident in my management abilities you know through learning through feedback that I've gotten through like just seeing the success that my team has had over the past few years as well and being able to be proud of that that I am more and more myself at work now because I I I have that confidence in my management skills now. So I think perhaps that um, pulling back was me being afraid of like not doing my job right. Right. Um, or yeah. like, yeah, just not really knowing how I should show up. Yeah. Um, like recently, like I talked about, I think in a previous episode, my cat Nora died and I was a fucking mess. You know, <laughs> I, f I forgot for a second if we swore on this podcast. I think not. we um, do these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was a mess. I was not productive. I was, you know, I was really struggling. And in that personal, like, private channel that I talked about, I was letting my team know that. And they were yeah. checking in on me, being like, how are you doing today? Oh, that's nice. I I think I'm proud of how I handled that and that I didn't hold back. Um, because of, like you said, Fem, I think people appreciate when the manager gets real with them. Um, and it just, for me, it would have felt very unauthentic to be like, no, everything's fine. <laughs> when it really wasn't <laughs> yeah how do you like bring that up because that's sometimes what I struggle with too is like okay maybe I've got something personal going on I'd prefer people to just know do you just like drop a note in the channel like hey everyone by the way I'm feeling really crap right now or like how like how, how do you actually approach that well what do you do well we have a like an established shorthand at convert kit for at the start of a meeting to check in and say whether you're feeling red yellow or green so green is like, I'm good to go. I'm like feeling super great about work. Life's going well, excited. Let's get into it. Yellow is like, eh, there's a few things that are not so great. And red is like, I don't feel good at all. Okay. Like, um, would rather not be here sort of thing. <laughs> um, and so that is often a place that um, these things come up in our team meetings um, is we start with this and, you know, someone will say, yeah, I'm feeling red today. They don't have to explain why. You can just say that. But yeah, because of the like, 
the what we've modeled as a company and the like level of trust we have people often do share a little bit there and then mm -hmm. we can um you know have that context and we follow up in our slack channel later that's so yeah. empathetic like that's really really nice that you have that little ritual yeah i mean it's really useful too because if everyone on the team is feeling red or yellow and you've got like big picture dreaming to do that you're day, like maybe now's like, not you the know time what? yeah yeah now's not the time exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay what about let's talk about someone who maybe has tried some of the things we've talked about and they're just feeling like they're not fitting in like it's it's just not working out they're not gelling have you been in that situation or seen someone in that situation or do you have any advice for what that person might might do? I've definitely had there's people that I have worked with and like honestly still work with work with now where I'm not as close to them as I'd like to be. And um, when that happens, I'm like, OK, have I tried everything possible really mm. here? Like, have I really tried my best? And like, honestly, sometimes it's like, well, maybe they just aren't interested in showing up in yeah, this way. Yeah. And there's nothing I can really do about that. Like if I have modeled and like tried to lead and like be the one to go first and be brave and um, mm -hmm, be vulnerable, mm -hmm. be myself. And if they don't want to respond, um, that's okay. Like that's on them. That's not on you. Um, sometimes people might take a while to warm up to the idea of it. So you could, you could keep trying a little bit, but um, I don't know, I guess, I wonder if this person would feel brave enough to just call it out and be like, hey, I feel like we're not gelling <laughs> we're as not much clicking. as we should yeah. be as a team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you think? I have been in this situation, but I've not really like confronted it, I think. I've just kind of accepted it and been like, okay, well, that's not really clicking or... Um, yeah, I feel like I've tried everything that I wanted to try. I often feel this more actually, interestingly, now I'm reflecting on it, not necessarily in a one-to-one -one relationship, but like more in a team setting. So maybe it's like, oh, I'm not really clicking with the wider team or like all our conversations are about work. Like, I don't really feel like I know anyone personally. Uh, like, how do we improve this? And I think in my role as an IC, it's hard to have some influence on changing that in the past, but usually I've just confided in a trusted colleague about it and been like hey I'm feeling this like how are you feeling and they might be like oh yeah me too and then we might kind of together like both try to like get to know nice. everyone you know kind yeah. of both try some sort of initiative um I used to do this with a friend of mine at Well Simple like we kind of take turns like every day putting an off-topic like starting an off-topic conversation in this in the group channel uh, so that's kind of been my approach in the past is like confining with someone who I maybe do have a bit of relationship with, seeing if they feel similar and then kind of maybe tag teaming and like trying together to improve the relationships mm -hmm. across the team. Um, whether that's like the best approach, I don't know, but that's, that's the approach I've taken in the past. Yeah. And do you feel like it worked or no? It works as in like people would respond, but no one else ever mm -hmm. started the conversations. Like it kind of right. became like, yeah, oh, yeah. Fem and this person like yeah, always yeah. start the conversation. So like it kind of worked in that it created some conversation, but it didn't work in that like it didn't change the culture on the team per se. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing, talking about culture, like one person cannot like decide what the culture is yes, and exactly. make it happen on their own. It really has to be like something the group comes to and I don't mean like you have a meeting you decide what's our culture <laughs> going to be that it doesn't work like that either but yeah. like yeah if if you are operating in that way and you're modeling it you're giving people a chance to take part um 
and they're not going to do it themselves. You tried your best, but yeah. you're just one person. And um, yeah. I don't know. Was the rest of Wealth Simple similar in that there wasn't a whole lot of the off-topic stuff going on? It seemed like there, like it did exist in pockets where like people had okay. been at the company longer or were like considered mm-hmm, OGs mm-hmm. or like pre-pandemic they were there. I think it was more challenging for people who had joined recently or like during the pandemic or like new teams that got spun together in that time. Uh, so yeah, it kind of depended who you were and where you were in the company. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's the thing too, is that it's not just the culture of your team, but the wider company and how that happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I would find it incredibly hard as a manager to go about creating the kind of culture that we have on the Ryan studio team. If it weren't for the fact that at ConvertKit, it's right. kind of like the culture we have at large. Yes, um, yes. I would say that on Brand Studio, we're even more willing to get vulnerable. But I think we're also like a team of, you know, artists who are, and creatives <laughs> who have a lot of feelings. Who are very so emotional we, in a yeah, good way. Yeah, we go there. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But even still, I don't think that I would have we would have what we have if it weren't for the the wider company culture. Yeah, that's very um, important. So like, that, I, yeah. yeah, I think there's mm-hmm. always a little bit of top down to create that foundation, yep. right? Yep, definitely. I think there's a lot of top down to create the foundation, which is why that that like, if there hadn't been the ConvertKit team culture, and like I was saying before, my approach to management was to be like, fearful, hold back, want to present this confident front. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That could have gone really badly for me and I could have set up like a culture where the sharing didn't happen and we didn't know each other personally but luckily for me that was established in the rest of the company and um you know I had my time to course correct (laughs) (laughs) so maybe that's a like a word of advice for you fam as you go in um is to yeah think about the culture that you want to work in and, and model that yourself even if it's scary yes Um, learn from my mistakes (laughs) yes thank you thank you uh thanks to this listener who wrote in with this question as well we love getting questions like this uh i know we talk a lot about like design on this show but this stuff is really important too like how you show up at work what's going on how you're feeling in the workplace so so important so we love getting questions like this if you want to ask a question you can always email us hello at designlife.fm or send us a tweet on twitter at Design Life FM. Yeah, and uh, this is episode 269. I cannot believe we've got this many oh my gosh. episodes of our show. Um, <laughs> you can listen to all of them in your favorite podcast app or at designlife.fm. We have a, a giant backlog by Huge now. Huge <laughs> backlog, yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was nice to chat today, Charlie, and we'll talk next week. Yeah, next week we're going to talk about creating your portfolio for a management role versus yes. a role based on fam's recent experience. Yes. So we will see you back here for that. Stay tuned. All right. Bye. Bye.